Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wandile Sishi. And I'm George Mini. And yeah, we've got a super interesting show today. But before we get into it, George, did you watch the Austrian Grand Prix? I did. And thoughts? Loved it. Did Why? you? Did you love it? Huh? Did you love it? Well, I mean, I didn't <laughs> like the fact that Science's car blew up. Blew up. Yeah. But uh, uh, the flak, the, the flak. What's wrong <laughs> with me today? The fact that Leclerc won. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't I be happy with that? Your poster boy won. I, I honestly, boy. I don't like him at all. I don't like Leclerc. I said it. Why? What did he do? I think he's inconsistent. I think he's an inconsistent driver who still has a lot to do before he earns my respect. He hasn't earned it yet. Nah. Think, I think about it. I, 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 I think I think your knickknack man is the problem. I mean he did well as well. I'm ripping them today, as you can see, proudly. Um but yeah, it was an interesting race. I think it was the first time seeing so many cars fighting in a long time. No, I, um, I think I think the way the it. FIA has now set up the ability to pass it's amazing. The DRS yeah. uh you know, the, 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 the downforce that comes from underneath the car rather yeah. than, um, the, 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 the air the over the car because yeah. that was causing the inability to follow. Um, all of that stuff is making for, making much, better for race, much better racing. Um, I, I, you know, I wish they would, I wish they would do more to try and allow closer following. Yeah. Cause know. across the entire race. It, it was fights, it yeah. Was fights, yeah. So, yeah. so I think it's, it's it's becoming a lot more of a fight. Um, I mean, but let's be honest, knickknack man. Only <laughs> who's knickknack man? Let's let's just um Hamilton. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, okay. What, what about knickknack man? <laughs> what, didn't you see the the race before? Yes, I did. see. He was dressed like the knickknack. The man. knickknack man. I'm just saying he's uh. He's nice what about what about the knickknack man? <laughs> the knickknack man. <laughs> I love knickknacks. He just like, <laughs> destroyed it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he was, I mean, he, he got onto the podium because of science's blow up. Um, mm. That's arguable. Rubbish. That's arguable. Science it's was a debatable fact. Science, we'll never know. It's si- hypothetical. If science's car didn't blow up, the, the two Ferraris were flipping running away from Chances all are, of yeah. them. Chances are. Um, sure. so, so, so the knickknack man got onto the podium just by virtue of the fact that science's car blew up. And skill. I mean, you had to get there. You know, it's that's what racing is. You take advantage of the opportunities you've been given. Yeah, no, no fair enough. But um, um, you know, so yeah, I was so nervous in the last couple of laps with uh, Leclerc's with car, uh, yeah. accelerator or yeah. uh, or throttle, should I say? And yeah. uh, you know, and uh, did you see how Science's car uh, started catching fire? Yes. Yeah, it was insane. Scary yeah, stuff. You're still inside the car. Like a drive order. I mean, even if Hamilton's car started burning, you don't like want to see that. Yeah. You don't want to see that. I mean, it's Not just. Sure. I was nervous because the car's rolling back now. You can't get out mm. because and it, you're trying to get out. Yeah, because you're still in the car and, it was and that thing insane, started yeah. burning. You know, I reckon that could have been a flipping bonfire of note. Yeah, I have noticed that the cars don't like combust anymore. That's not a thing that you know happens often. Yeah, yeah. Even when you look at um, Grosjean's car when he was in, in the accident, I think it was in. In Saudi was in where was I can't remember now but two years ago and even then it was still a very controlled yeah but did you see um, as uh, when they did the slow-mos of science pulling off uh, mm. in that in that slip road yeah um, how the, the how the panels no no oh, yeah. how the panels um, uh, uh, exploded oh no I didn't see you that. didn't see that no. go back and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's online you yeah. can see the the, the engine exploding and the panels actually cracking wow as the as the engine exploded just trying to keep it in or well, I mean, obviously the, the, vehicle, yeah. the, 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 
the panels are made of carbon fiber. So yeah. I'm assuming, you know, super strong. It's it's strong, but it's not strong in, yeah. in, in the wrong direction. So uh, so that was that was a bit scary. I was like, but if you think about it, two weeks back when um uh um Joe Granu yes he flipped into that fence mm. like no fire yeah um, nothing at all which shows you it shows you that uh, that the cars you know are pretty well put together yeah for um, sure you know, unless the engine blows up speaking of put together cars so today's episode is going to be quite interesting so we're basically asking the question are car condition reports a reliable source when shopping for a car so when you're talking about car condition reports yes um two 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 types come to mind mm-hmm. okay the first is Car condition report or history report. Let's let, let's, let's call it history, history report. Yeah. Report, yeah. So you get a history report where the car is not inspected. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's there's uh, there's a history to the car, and yes. uh, and that can be. This is specifically for used cars, right? In, yes, in, yes, in, yes. In this scenario. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have a car condition report or a history check. Uh, yeah. For for a new car. There's other reports for that, but we'll get into that a bit um, later. Yeah. So so you got a history check, which is just the history of the car that's captured. Yeah, been an accident, been stolen, uh, service history. Those are just electronic yeah. records that follow the car. Yeah, okay? sometimes exist, sometimes don't exist. Um, and then you get uh, car condition reports where there's an inspection of the car done. Correct. At a, at a moment in time. Mm. Okay, which one are we talking about? Both. We're talking about both. Okay. And we also talk about if you're buying a new car, what you can do to make sure that the car is going to be as reliable long term. Why would you? Why would you want? Why would you want to know that? Yeah, well, it's a new car. It's brand new. Yeah, but it's kind of, I think as a car shopper, you want to know what's the... For a new car. For a new car. They do the reports. It's, I think it's called dependability and reliability reports um, when it speaks to specifically new cars. Mm. But I think... I just, I just don't know. I just know what the point is. Like it's a brand new car. You want to it's know got, it's, it's got a warranty. A safety rating would be a safety rating. Yes, that's different. But would be, you know, would be considered a reliability report as well. Yeah, I, I would agree with safety ratings. Like, you know, um, yeah. NCAP doesn't apply to, to standards here, although every car's got NCAP. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's called the NRC, National Regulator. In South Africa, yeah. In South Africa, that's, t- that took over from the SABS in 2008. Yeah. Um, the South African Bureau of Standards. Yeah. I think yeah. It was 2008. Okay. Uh, we can check. But anyway, uh, so condition reports, um, you know, I think when you're buying a used car, it's really important. You want to know. I think it gives you peace of mind to understand what's happening, you know, behind the workings of just the shiny car that you're seeing. Mm. Um, because, I, you know, I think we spoke about it in one of the previous episodes. We spoke about servicing and how essentially as somebody who's just driving a car, you don't always know what exactly is happening underneath the metal. Um, and these condition reports are a great way for you to, you know, get some insights and some peace of mind with regards to is the car I'm buying going to be breaking down in a month's time? Why do people not? phone me when I'm in the show? <laughs> every single like time. Every single time. <laughs> no, but to be honest, my phone doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, have you, you know, when you bought your car, did you do a condition reports? Did you have to do a condition report? Is that something that? No. So, um, so the dealership I bought my iPace from. Yeah. Um, I mean, the iPace is still under warranty. So I wasn't too concerned about, uh, the condition report, although they gave, they, they, they did a, a check. Mm. Um, it was a franchise dealership. They did a check on the car before they delivered it. Um, mm. You know, and uh, but it's an electric car. It's like they very yeah. rarely break. That's <laughs> all they do. <laughs> yeah, I think you should have done a condition report. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're saying on 
in a scenario where you bought your car, the dealership actually went through the process yes. of doing that. Yes. The, the, the dealership behalf. provided me with a um, a warranty or a safety net. And, well, no, no the, um, the OEM provided the warranty because okay. it cost a loaner warranty. Yeah. Um, um, although I bought it as a as a demo. Yeah. Um, but the uh the twenty point thirty point thirty forty point check physical inspection was done by the dealership and they provided that report um, yeah. for me when I bought the car. And that's exactly what the condition report is. I think it's important to just define it. So essentially, it's a com- comprehensive, digitized. Um, Not digitized. Physical. Can be. Well, the, the inspection is is physical. Yes. But the client gets a digitized report. Yes. Usually, oh, I get you. Yeah. Um, usually of of you know all well, everything that they they went through, and usually it's about a forty point check, or you know, there's different things that you can test, um, and check for. So technical as well as um, well, technical being like engine and that sort of thing, as well as the integrity of uh, like the interior and, and you know those sort of things so and depending on the company you go to it can be extremely comprehensive um in terms of what you get and it's really advisable that you do do the most comprehensive one because there's some things that can be missed and it'll kind of make your experience really terrible yeah i mean i think i think for second hand cars a condition report is a is a good thing to do i i would i would question the condition report depending on Who's doing it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so there's a, there's a couple of companies. Um, you know, I, I think, I think, I think the most independent company, uh, yeah. in the country is probably Bosch. Yeah. Um, Bosch doesn't, doesn't have a tie in to any car dealership that I, that I'm aware of. Yeah. They're um, fully independent in terms of, you know, there's no bias or, there's um, no bias. There's yeah. no, there's no incentive for them to give a good report. Mm. Um, I would worry uh, if a car dealer had uh, a condition report company mm. um, on the premises. Yeah, um, I would. I would. I would worry. Why? You know, if I'm buying a car from a dealership and 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 I saw a condition report company on the premises, I would. Yeah. Uh, I, I would question that a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not saying that the integrity is bad, For but sure. I would rather want to take the car. To an independent party that is not tied to the uh, yeah. to the seller that I'm buying the car from in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I mean, in that scenario, there's still. I mean, the assumption is that even if they are on the premises, they're not necessarily they're still going to get paid, right? So ultimately, if it's a positive or or negative report. Well, you, I mean, you just you, they're going to get paid whether it's a positive or negative report. But but uh, uh, independence is important when it comes to this. Yeah. Very important, you know, and, uh, um, if you, if you, if, if, if the company's not independent, like yeah. on an independent premises, getting paid independently. Yeah. Not expecting to receive, you know, volumes of cars. Exactly. Yes. yes. So, you know, if, uh, uh, if you're on the premises, you, 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 you know, you're going to get the volume of car through that dealership. Yes. Is that really an independent service mm. or, is that a service that that dealership provides? Yeah, don't mistake convenience for uh, you, like your best interest. Yes, don't. Time, yeah. I like that. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't mistake convenience for independence. Mm. Yeah, um, um, it's not necessarily the case. Um, and and ask questions. Nice thing is though, as a consumer, you do have agency to decide. Like you don't have to use that one. You can do both. Well, is there recourse to a condition report company? That's I suppose another question. Mm. You what know. like in terms of holding them accountable so, for the reports? Yes, because 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 you 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 have this condition report on the car, right? Yeah. If something goes wrong, yeah, after you've driven that car away, yeah, can you hold the condition report company um, responsible, kind of responsible. For, for not picking it up? 
That's a good question. And I think in a scenario where you do want that peace of mind, knowing that they they do take accountability is kind of putting it's in their best interest. But do they take sure accountability? Or do they know. or do they or they just hold their hands up and saying, Oh, oh well we didn't know that we, we tried, were. yeah, we did the test and it yeah. came back positive or whatever. You know, I mean, there's, 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 there's three, I think there's three kinds of, uh, condition reports that you can do. We, we mentioned two. We mentioned the, the, the history check or the yes. history report, right? Which isn't a physical check. Mm. Then the, then the, then the actual physical inspection, which creates a condition report. Yeah. And there's a couple of them that do it. Bosch is an example. Yeah. And then the third is a franchise dealer does it. Like in my car's case. In your scenario, yeah. Um, a franchise dealer would do a, a, a physical inspection, right? Yeah. Now, now that physical inspection, don't mistake that physical inspection for an, for an independent, uh, check. That's not the same thing as I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, that, that franchised OEM has a, uh, um, um, an obligation to their own brand. Yeah. To make, well, to and make, also sure to make sure, that sure the sale goes through. Ultimately, well, no, it, I mean, if you if you think about it, to to make sure the sale goes through, then they're going they, they're going to sell you something and, and and hide a problem. Yeah. Okay. Or not necessarily hide a problem, or not pick up a problem. A franchise dealership is incentivized by definition to do the check, to do the check and pick up problems and fix them. Why? Because it's their brand at stake. It's their brand at stake. Yeah. It's, it's not like it's you can't be BMWs. Like, yes. Yeah. So let's say, let's say, uh, uh, a dealership has an independent condition report company, company yeah. on the premises, right? Mm. And, and something doesn't get picked up. Mm. You can pass the buck. It's yeah, not that say. dealership's brand that's at risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's potentially the condition report company. So yeah. it can pass the buck. But it's, well, then in that, in that scenario, then they are incentivized to make sure that it's authentic. Unless the, 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 the franchise dealer. No, the, the, the company. Mm-hmm. Unless, they're not held accountable in that scenario when it does go bad. Well, that's the that's the question. Are the condition report companies can you hold a condition report company accountable for not picking something up? We'll definitely look into that. Um, but that is what today's episode is really about. Is you know, you know, are, are condition reports reliable source? Do you think they are a reliable source in terms of understanding? Um, I, know, I, the trend I, I think I think you've got to have it done right. Yeah. Um, but I think you 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 you've got to be careful to make sure that it's done by an independent party that's the trick yeah i think or the or the silver bullet is is the independence of the company doing the condition report would you recommend doing more than one so with this independent company and this independent company it's going to start costing um you know so it's like it's like when you have a heart problem yeah do you go get a second opinion i would hope you do um if you're healthy <laughs> you probably won't Right. Yeah, of course. If you're not, if you're not, then then yeah. maybe you should. Okay? okay. So I think the same thing with a car. If okay. you if you if you kind of if there's if there's a suspicion, yes, and you really like the car, go yeah. get a second opinion. Go to Bosch or uh, go to the franchise dealer. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the best thing to do is is actually send the car to the to the OEM that made it. Yes. That's probably the yeah. Then you'll get um. Firstly, they know your vehicle the best. Well, yes, they, um, their technicians are experts. Exactly, yeah. And they have all the sensors for it. Yes. Bespoke to the vehicle that, that you're purchasing. Exactly. So are they a reliable source? Definitely. I think they can be an extremely an important um, step in the car purchasing process. In terms of insurance, I know a lot of uh, insurers actually, when you buy a second-hand car, that's something that you have to do. 
Um, well, you know, when you're buying a second-hand car, I think there's two things you need to do. One mm-hmm. is uh, is have a condition report done. Have an yes. independent condition report done. Don't don't just assume. All right, that uh, um, that uh, that anybody's acting in your best interest. Make sure they're independent. Yes. Um, uh, the second thing you should do is, if the car is second-hand, it's not under its factory or OEM warranty, mm. is purchase a warranty. Okay. Because Independence from the dealership or specifically the OEM? No, I mean, most dealerships sell warranties. Yeah, right? that's what I mean, yeah. So, and those warranty companies that, uh, uh, that are, that, that sell the, the warranties through the dealership are independent. Okay, okay. Because Understood. if something goes wrong, the warranty yeah. company has to pay. Yeah. So I don't think that the warranty company could suffer from a similar in lack of independence, mm. um, to a competition report company potentially. Yeah. No, well, they are held directly. <laughs> Uh, responsible. Well, they're going to pay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're held accountable <laughs> to pay. You, you know, yeah. your, um, your, your gearbox packs up. Yeah. The warranty company has, has to, to, has to pay for it. Well, that's agreement. Yeah. Cause Whereas that's with, your, with a condition report company. Oh, they don't pick up something wrong with your gearbox. Are they responsible? So don't use a condition report. Basically what you're saying is don't use the condition report as a basis. As the for, warranty. Yes. For the health of the vehicle. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really just a, it's, it's, I suppose you could think about it like this. Yeah. Um, you go for a medical checkup. Mm. Okay. What does the doctor do? He inspects the outer part of your body mm. for anything that could be an anomaly, right? Yeah. They do blood tests. Yes, that's a bit invasive. Looking for signs, really. They're looking than, for signs, yeah. yes. But they're not like… It doesn't mean you're not going to have a heart attack in a week. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna, it doesn't mean you're not going to have a heart attack, yeah. right? If you suspect that you're getting chest pains or you, uh, uh, you know, you grossly overweight, um, you know, then go see a specialist, mm. like a cardiologist, mm. go and check, you know, uh, some, check it out some more. So, mm. and I think a car is the same thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I, mean, I suppose you, you, you can take out warranties on your life, life insurance or life mm. assurance, should I say? Or medical aid, um, in this scenario. Also, the yes. same thing. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think it's similar. The car, don't, don't use the car. I think you're, the, the way you pack, unpacking is don't use the car inspection report or the, or the condition report. That's not the warranty. You can't, mm. you know, the, 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 I mean, let's not be too harsh on the inspection or condition report companies. They can't pick up everything from a, from a visual inspection. They can't yeah. see inside the pistons. Yeah. They can't see inside the gearbox. Okay. And they don't know how you'll be driving the vehicle ultimately. So, you know. So I would say that that is a reason why potentially they couldn't be held accountable. Accountable, yeah. Because they can't see inside the, inside the car. Yeah. I would just, the only thing I would do is make sure that the, 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 the inspection, the company that's inspecting the car is independent. And you would also recommend also just taking out a warranty if the car's and not then, a warranty. Exactly. Take out a, take out a aftermarket warranty if you can't get a, an OEM. Best warranty is the warranty from the OEM. For sure. So we have a product on Auto Trader called Vehicle Check. Um, well, that's not an ins- and that's it's not, not a physical inspection, an, right? It's a history it's, check. It's a history check. So this is, and I think it's important to note that that is something completely different. However, how does that work? So that looks at the vehicle's VIN, VIN, data, VIN data, and then whatever data is captured on the about the car, yes. we try and uh, and gather. So would you? So this is something that's not. You, you, I mean, they're very, very. It's, it's really. It's almost like um, uh, um, trying to gather as much information about the history of the car as possible. It doesn't mean that all that history is there. Yeah. 
so it's, it's it's capturing basically the hands that have exchanged with the well the the hands that have how the vehicle has exchanged hands um over time but not necessarily a check of its technical integrity well has it got a full service history sometimes you'll get that yeah. sometimes you won't has it been stolen has it been stolen has it been in an Was accident stolen? Yeah. you know those kinds of things are important in a history check okay. but you can do those all independently like for instance uh you know, if you're going to buy VW, yeah, Polo or Golf, yeah, um, you know, phone up a franchise dealership and say, "Listen, yeah, I'm about to buy this car. This is the VIN number. Um, you know, see if they'll give you any information on the on the car itself. Obviously, they they have to follow follow the the, the Poppy Act and privacy course, yeah. is a, is an, is important. But see how much information you can get you can gain from looking into the vehicle's history. So I would say, look into the vehicle's history, mm-hmm. do a condition report. Take out, a warranty. Take out a warranty. Those are the three things. Yeah. When buying okay. a used car. So when you do a history check, don't assume that just one report like the one on Auto Trader is enough. Yes. Phone the OEM mm. or the or a franchise dealer. Do do a little bit more homework. The second thing is when you do a condition report, make sure the company's independent. Yeah. And then um, from a warranty point of view, aftermarket warranty point of view, um, uh, uh, make sure you understand what the warranty covers and what it doesn't. Yeah, quite often, interestingly, <laughs> you know, I, was, I, I thought you would do that. I thought you would take. Oh, we're going to warranties. Yes, you're going yes, to warranties. So, so quite <laughs> often, interesting, interestingly, is yeah. warranties are cheaper mm-hmm. to take out before your factory warranty expires. You'll find that it is infinitely more expensive. But wouldn't there be an overlap of you paying? Two, twice? No, the factory warranty comes with the car. You don't pay for oh, it. Okay. Okay. But before that warranty expires, quite often aftermarket warranty companies mm. are cheaper to buy if you are still within the factory warranty. The moment you go out of the factory warranty, yeah. in some instances, the aftermarket warranty becomes more expensive. But is I think it, is, it's because of a risk. It's just it's yeah, a risk thing. Of course. But is, in terms of the comprehensiveness of these warranties that you're getting from I guess your dealership. How comprehensive can they go? All the way or like what how much how far should a consumer take it? Specifically if the condition report says it's in tip top shape. No, I mean I d I don't think the um I don't think the warranty companies necessarily rely entirely on the inspection report. Okay. Um you know, they've got their own conditions. Yeah. Okay. Um that's true. Know. Provided the car is in in in, in um, you know a mechanically shape, yeah. sound shape, yeah, and that's why I think while it's in its factory warranty, it's cheaper to buy an aftermarket warranty because when it goes out of its factory warranty, mm. risk risk to the to the aftermarket warranty company goes up. Understood. And they and they charge for that, and that's that's you know that's normal. So you know before we run out of time, I just wanted to unpack safety reports. So that's another. Um, you know, we've kind of briefly touched on, I think it's the NHRA um, in South Africa. Yeah, they took over from the SABS, I think, in 2008. Correct, yes. So the South African Bureau of Standards, remember, yeah. they would rigorously test stuff. Yes. Not only cars. Uh, uh, you everything know. really that you, that you purchased. Yeah. yeah, and if an SABS stamp was on that thing, you know that they've rigorously tested it. And then you get the global NCAP and then you the Euro NCAP. And depending on the country, basically, there's a different test that's that's done. Yes. So, so South Africa is not subject to the NCAP. 
Not well. We still do it. The, yes. the, the cards that come here still. No, still, they still they still have the end cap, yes. right? Yes. But it's uh, uh, some mandated. It's not mandated. So the regulatory body, I think, it's called the NHRC or, or something. Something. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll 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 look it up. It's called the uh, National Regulator for Compulsory Specifications. NRCS. NHRC, not SA. NR. CS, National Regulator for Compulsory Specifications. They took over, yes, in SAB, from SABS in 2008, and they have compulsory specifications for motor vehicles, uh, uh, generally, uh, generally aligned with European standards. Okay. But, so in terms of our mandate, that's the one. Global NCAP is kind of like a, an additional, uh, test. Well, yeah, the, the, the NCAP is, I think it's a crash test rating. It's crash test yeah. rating. Yeah. So, um, it's a safety rating, yeah. It's a safety rating, whereas the, uh, National Regulatory for Compulsory Specifications is, 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 I think goes further than that. Remember, yeah. SABS tests, SABS used to test things like would take a hinge of a door and, exactly. and yeah. turn it and see when it breaks <laughs> after like 50,000 turns. Yeah. Um, whereas this is more of a crash test. In NCAP is more of a crash test scenario. Yes. yes. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but basically the reason why these are so different is global NCAP versus a local NCAP can reveal very interesting things in terms of the safety of the vehicle. So this is a report that's based off a worst-case scenario in an accident and not necessarily a technical test. But I think they took um, a 2019 uh, Nissan NP300 hard body, so African, African spec, versus a 2015 European spec. Where did they do this test? In South Africa, yeah. Well, they, I'm not sure where they did it, okay. but it was the, it was actually the global NCAP company, so it was their own testing. Yes. So it was very independent, and they crashed these two cars together to see what's the results. And the African one, completely, basically, if you were in that vehicle, you're probably not walking away from it. Whereas the European spec, you, you know, you would walk away quite fine. Yeah. Um. So whenever you're buying a new car, it's important that you also understand that the spec of your vehicle. Even if it says global NCAP, does not necessarily mean that the one that you bought has that ra- rating. Oh, different com- countries have different standards, and yes. that's where the uh, NRCS comes in, and that's right? why it's yeah. Look at that one yes. for South Africa. For South Africa, and uh, uh, you know, it doesn't mean it's a bad oh. bad vehicle. Um, it just it just means that different countries have different standards. Yeah. But don't um, be mistaken with regards to. So a European vehicle with a particular NCAP rating doesn't mean that that same vehicle gets manufactured here. Yeah. We might have higher standards for certain vehicles or higher ratings for, for, for mm. certain vehicles than other countries. So yeah. don't think that our ratings are lower by definition mm. just because of that story. No, that story is speaking to this, you know, it, it really depends on the, the car company in terms of what vehicle they spec for your yes. country. And exactly. what are the needs? So different things. It, it just you know, it's context is the point of the story. Is make sure you just do a little bit of research. Don't just use one report as the um, as the basis of you know if the vehicle is okay for you. You're doing you're everywhere. doing 120 kilometers an hour in this tin can yeah. on a highway. Make sure you know everything. that you understand how yeah. safe a car is. 100. percent Drive an EV. They're the safest. <laughs> Or just do your research, I think. Is yeah, <laughs> do your research. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, When's the next race? Uh, next race is going to France. Poor Ricard this weekend. So it's gonna ah, be, uh, poor Ricard. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be short track. a decent one. Short one, it's, it's the one with the lots of colors. and Yeah, I'm not too much of a fan, but we'll see what Mercedes does. I think we'll be fine. Why? Because uh, Nick Nack's going to lose. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not speculating anymore because I've been... 
Well, the Ferraris are like <laughs> flipping lightning around corners. So hopefully they crash again. And ah, <laughs> come on! Another podium I've never away. ever wished Hamilton crashed. Never. Um, fine. Let's uh, let's so say harsh. DNF. A DNF. No crashing. Just blow up. <laughs> oh. oh goodness.